0: okay so this is where we're starting yeah this is the beginning of the podcast this is the
1: beginning we oh. start at the beginning
0: oh smart it's very uh traditional hi welcome to our podcast it's
1: the one traditional thing that i do <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: hi uh supposed to
1: I don't do really anything. Like, I pulled deadlift sumo, and yeah. I split snatch. I used to split clean, which is just embarrassing. Um,
0: I've seen a little bit. I've seen some signs of it.
1: There's, I mean, I guess there are some lifts that I just, like, do the fucking lift. Like, it'd be weird if I split de- benched or something. Right, right, right.
0: Like, yeah, you're like, I only do one on our bench. I don't, I don't ever do it, too.
1: That'd be fucking wild. Be nutty. And, can you imagine what it would be to be the lifter who held a record and then got beaten by somebody... With only a single arm, you're like, Well, my two arms weren't enough. Fuck. He's like, I
0: don't know what else. Three? Yeah. Where do I go from here? Okay, hi. Uh, Although,
1: wait, that kind of throws adaptive athletes under the bus. I hope someone beats my record with one arm. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a big flex on their part.
0: They'd be like, Serious, <laughs> serious, Papa Flex. All right, uh, welcome to our podcast. This is for bowling. This is for bowling for penguins.
1: For f- There's a lot of fours in here. Yeah, this is
0: bowling for penguins. Yep. Uh, we're looking at episode 17 here. Whoa! Uh, and stoked to talk about training as self care. Um,
1: if our podcast was a person, they could almost vote.
0: Yeah, they'd be they fun. definitely drive though. They could go see R-rated movies. It's just like
1: I like how it took us less than ninety seconds to tangent like seven times. Yeah,
0: there's just like it's more tangent than uh, on course.
1: Uh, do you want to like uh, introduce yourself or like why would anybody listen to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, good question. <laughs> uh, I'm I don't know if this is gonna answer all, all to of that. We're off to an amazing start. Uh, I'm Brian. I am i uh, I'm a coach. Uh, I coach uh, athletic performance and weightlifting. At uh, the resilient strength, and I'm pointing downstairs, but no one can see that. Yeah, still not a video podcast. Still not a video podcast. Uh, downstairs of here is, is is the gym, and I also coach at Hernando Sarah High School, and I just like a whole bunch of other things. Okay, um, like what? Well, predominantly uh, getting into like uh, misty hills of trees. Okay. And checking that out. That was that was this weekend. Uh, I like. Uh, diving into lakes and oceans and things I'm just I feel like I mention it every time I'm like I cannot wait to get back in the ocean
1: fuck I know right
0: um,
1: or at least a lake but we're doing that tomorrow tomorrow well texting go Wednesday, Wednesday but we're on our way tomorrow
0: yeah and I like lifting the, I lift, like lifting uh, barbells o- overhead and to my chest and from my back I like lifting barbells pretty much anyway you can you come up with it. All right. Um, sometimes dumbbells, sometimes kettlebells. So that's a little bit about me. Okay. What What about you? Why would what about me? You? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um uh, I am Holly. I own The Resilient Strength. I guess I should point downstairs. You got point downstairs. Point downstairs. Yeah. Um I'm also a coach here. Uh and at least for the time being, I also own Quick protein baking mixes. Yeah. Um I'll still continue to own it. Um right. it'll just be a wholesale company. You won't be able to buy it from me. Right. Um and then you know, we just expanded out. This isn't another company, but it is part of the resilient strength as a gym, as us as coaches. And it's kind of the amalgamation of everything. Yeah. Um, so we I like keep introducing it as like as if I added another company to right. my roster, but it's not like that it's just like a it's like an accessory,
0: yeah, it's like another service offered by the same company right like yeah
1: exactly exactly right. exactly um so yeah so i'm I just like want to plug the re- remote training app because I'm like really, really excited about yeah. it. Um, we're about to release a couple of more programs onto it, so we'll be communicating about that as we go. But you know, we already got some folks on the shifter cart training. We got some folks on the power building training coming up, um, and uh, and like we're just kind of like building, building slow. So if you get on the ground floor, you'll get a little <laughs> bit more attention, which is really good. Yeah. Um. And it's been it's been really fun so far.
0: Yeah, it's been cool. to, so, like, look at how to provide. A much-needed service and uh, provide like really good programming at at a reasonable price and you know to try to reach. I mean, the goal is to reach more athletes and be involved positively in more people's lives. So, I'm exactly, about
1: it. exactly, and like I really like the aspect of it that creates like inclusivity, specifically class inclus- inclusivity, totally. because like in in my world, I was doing CrossFit at twenty-four uh, hour fitness. Oh. And I've always been strength training at the cheapest gym that I could go to that wasn't, what is it, Planet Fitness? The, like, shit place with no barbells?
0: Yeah, where everything's like a Smith machine, I think.
1: I think everything's a Smith machine. It's also the worst shade of purple. Yeah, And they that. yell at you if you make noise, a.k.a. brace and then breathe out.
0: Not allowed to do that.
1: So, um... <laughs> it wasn't, like, when I first started lifting up until, like, fairly recently in, like, my lifting career, it wasn't possible for me to have access to, like, a coach 24-7 or somebody to take me to competition. Like, my powerlifting, I never powerlifted with a coach. I never took a coach to Olympic lifting competitions either. Right. Like, I had a counter, but that's just because I had a really, really cool person on my team who, like, stepped up and helped me out. Right, right, right. Um, and so, like, in, in my world of training, I had to learn it all myself and I had to get here myself. And I really love that we now have a space in between pay up to see us one-on-one and be with us all the time and really, like, dig into that, which is quite expensive, and nothing. Right. Right? So now you can plug into our culture, our training, our coaching, our style, and our results without having to pay a shit ton of money.
0: Right. I mean, I just remember, like, being uh, a a younger athlete and outside of, of when I would be in like PE class, uh, which I was, you know, fortunate enough to have like a rad PE class where you lifted weights, but like outside of, you know, I spent a lot of time like looking up programs online and like with really very little idea of what would properly prepare me for what I wanted to do. Right. Which was like, you know, at that time, play, play football or, right. you know, um, or, or, or play lacrosse. Like if preparation for, you know becoming the kind of athlete you want to become is, is a goal i think it's, it's really you know i definitely had the experience of like just finding things that were like pdfs that i could find online right and following them for a period of time and then being like eh, i don't know about this and like right. this kind of bouncing back and forth and so like it makes me really excited to be able to offer something that is alongside it in its vision yeah um and and focus specifically on on the type of of athletic uh performance outcomes that we're looking for Exactly, exactly. fucking cool. So.
1: Yeah, so if you're interested in more information, you can go ahead and check it out on our website. The link is in the show notes. If you're driving, don't click on it. Don't do that. Um. And uh, what are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, today we're going to talk about uh, training as as self-care. Which I think, you know, this term self-care gets thrown around a lot. Um, it's, you know, got some sort of, uh, some sort of zeitgeist uh, attraction on it. It's like...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it becomes more and more bumped up as culturally we get more and more burnt out. Right. Because um, all of us want to, like, shout from the rooftop self-care. And the expectation that self-care, the the expectation that we bring with saying words like self-care is that you're going to have a long bubble bath and you have the money to go to a pedicure and a manicure right. and you have the time to, like, go do these things and, like, fucking bury your crystals and save your house and read a book and just slow down. Right. And like some fucking people don't have that privilege. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, that sounds lovely. Yeah.
0: Like, and that's all well and good. Right. Um, and, and some people, yeah, like don't have that privilege of that kind of time and that sort of resources. Right. And like, also like, the thing that would be the least self caring for me would like be like lock me in a bathroom right with a bubble bath right and my brain. Right. And like your goal here is to do nothing. Right. Like, like not a great scenario for restorative self care for for this guy. Right. For one person. Right. But like that it can take on many forms and I think Exactly. Like, yeah, like defining your own self care is important. And for me training is a big part of that. Right. Right? Like uh, I think we want to 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 kind of i want to talk about like looking at a week a week schedule and it's something that like happens pretty much every week is like looking at what need what should be accomplished in this next five to seven days right and being like part of what i want to put into that time is pretty big chunks of training
1: Right. But, like, I think it's really important to, like, stop for a second because it's not just about the slowing down and being locked in a bathroom with a bubble bath and just your brain, right? Like, it's not just about that. It's that for me, like, uh, you know, I do love taking a bath, right? But, like... For the most part, self care needs to be like forward momentum, which doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. I'm producing. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm working. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm productive, but it does mean that I'm like moving myself forward in a direction that feels good. So, like for example, uh, uh, meditation, right? Actually slowing down and actually being quiet. Mm-hmm. I can measure how good I'm doing. And, like, how so how much I'm progressing. That's a way better way to say that. How much yeah. I'm progressing in that realm, and that makes me feel good. If I'm just static, like, I can't do a bubble bath a little bit better each time. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And like, you can't for... win
0: bubble baths.
1: Exactly. And, like, training brings me so many... I'm not trying to trash on bubble baths. They're lovely (laughs) Um, and awesome for recovery. But um, training brings me so many benefits and it also makes me feel like I'm moving forward in my life, which sometimes can be the antidote to everything
0: else. Right. Right. Like it, it builds, uh, it builds momentum uh, while also being a break from the thing that like maybe you're just like beating your head against the wall on for me at least. Like, I'm just like staring at the same document or the same idea or like, Um, You know, trying to figure out the key to this thing, and I can like just kind of keep on going at it. Right. And I've lost all momentum. Right. But so, like, substituting in a self care thing that, or stepping into a self care thing that has, that is inherently momentum, gives me that feeling. And then I go into the next thing feeling more recharged, more.
1: Right. And so like so you hit a lot of points there that I want to circle back to at some point. Like taking space away from doing what it is that you do with your normal everyday life. Right. Which is ironic when we talk about it.
0: Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> slightly different right
1: now. Um being, uh, this is my infusion into what you just said, but like being in your body and not in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Like not just staring at the screen and pounding your your, your whole self against what you're trying to do and the, the project that you're trying to work on, but instead like taking a step away from being intellectual, emotional, and like in your brain and being in your body and, and, and moving and feeling what that means. Because a lot of times for me, it's important to like revisit uh, reality. Mm-hmm. And, like, my physical body is always going to be reality. Right. How I feel might not be reality. Right. Um, so, do we want to talk about um, taking space away from productivity?
0: Totally, yeah. I mean, so, I, I, the first thing is, like, I look. I think of that, like, the the act of putting two hours of training in the middle of a day where there's a lot of things and, like, building things around it. Yep. Um, Sometimes, like, my impulse to it is, like, uh, like, I, I always... I still kind of flinch at it totally and I'm like
1: well especially when you look at your week
0: right and then you scale and look at the week and then you're like especially if you like layer on there like things I want to get done in the next month or six months like ugh like do it you know but like I know and I like trust that doing that is gonna be is is in the long is beneficial is is sustainable is healthy um
1: so let's bring it to a personal what do you feel like you get out of that time
0: yeah so like out of that so like setting aside that time that's that's not productive intentionally not producing the other things that i'm working on gives me um a time that is as you as you hit on like a time that i get to be in my body i get to be in the reality of of that um in which I get to do things um that are like self-effacing their their the purpose they serve is right on the face of them right it isn't like I'm working towards something unclear it's like I'm warming up the clean so I can do cleans
1: right as opposed to the rest of a lot of life can feel chaotic
0: right and like I'm doing this i think it's gonna lead to this it's gonna maybe this and there's a lot of inputs and a lot of like chaos around it right right there's like a a linear momentum to it
1: i know it's so comforting
0: it's like really deeply deeply comforting and like and then you take on like manageable stressors which is one of my favorite things about training right is like it's intentionally built around this is a stress all that's meant to be a stressor on your body right but we think it's a but like a good program is this is a stress that you're ready for right and that you can manage. Right. And then you downregulate after the fact. Right. Like you stop at a certain point. At a certain point you're done snatching.
1: Right. And I love that you said that because I think that an added layer that basically fucking never gets talked about is that you're simultaneously adding a stressor and very often ending stress response cycles. Mm. So like you're jumping into your body and using stress to like manageable, well thought out, well planned and and like well prepared for stress to end the stress cycle of maybe things that have happened earlier in the day or maybe things that have happened earlier in your life.
0: Right. Yeah, that like you you get to like shake free of those because like the physical containment of stress, right? Like right. like when you add a stress that you're prepared for and then you overcome that. Right. You get to actually let go of like that stress and others.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. But, like, from a physical standpoint, like, my my world changed when I found out about how dogs clear stress.
0: Yeah, I remember you talking about this. Right? This is good.
1: So, like, um, so I used to have two dogs. Um, and one of them was, like, fighting everything on the trail and humping everybody who tried to foam roll in the gym, which is super good for business, y'all. Um, and, like, uh, being just really, like, unmanageable in a lot of ways. And I, of course, anthropomorphized him and was like, oh, Oh you're trying to be big man like mm-hmm. you're trying to be all tough like he was a little french bulldog for for reference so he would attack attack these like pit bulls and stuff And I'd be like, oh, what are you trying to attack this pit bull? Like, you can't win this fucking fight. Calm down. Turns out he was anxious, and I'm a dick. Um, And uh, it turned out that he actually, like, didn't have a way to manage his stress because he hadn't learned it. And so most of the time when we see dogs shake, they shake their whole body, and they're like, their little feet go out to the sides. It's really cute. Um, That's actually them ending stress cycles within their body. It's them managing anxiety, which is a funny way to think about dogs. We don't think about dogs having anxiety. They have kind of a lot of it. Um, and I was like, oh shit, like we don't have something in our culture that's accepted, that's a physical way of of processing stress. Totally. Right? So like a dog shakes it off, you know, they maybe do it once or twice and all of a sudden they're back down regulated. Yeah. And we don't have that. Right. And so like for me, training is that. Totally. So like I will come in and I'll move my body in, in aggressive and violent and snappy in whatever ways and I can push myself there and by the end of it I've finished those stress cycles and, and in a physical way, not just an emotional mental way.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean I think like it it creeps into um it creeps into like cliche language of like oh, I'm just gonna let off some stress with some work but like no literally I'm gonna let go of stress. Let it go. Stress, yeah, totally. Which is I think it's important to come back and like slow down on those things like why does that phrase exist well it literally has a place in your body right and yeah so like that's for me like personally like that's definitely like a major part of why having non-productive time is important and and why it's like becomes a priority
1: right and like why ultimately it becomes productive Right? Like, when we're training, there's, like, all these, like, bullshit programs that I fucking hate that are, like, 75 hard. That are, like, 75 days of, like, eating totally clean and training every single day. And here's the thing is, like, you break down muscle tissue in the gym. You build it up when you sleep and eat. Right. Just full stop. That's the end of that. Right. Um, And so, like to continue to train at the level you want to train, you have to have rest days, you have to have recovery. And any legit athlete knows that. And that's the same with non-productive time. If you just go and go and go and go and go, sure, that'll work for a second. But eventually, you're going to need to step away from that and, and not have that going on to get back to being productive. Right. Otherwise, it's just going to be a downward slope. And all of a sudden, you're going to realize that your productivity is now at 20% of what it used to be right. because you didn't take time to be unproductive, which is a shithole you don't want to be part of. Right. Right. So, like, what we want to do is, is manage that back and forth. Uh, in 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 um, the same way that you would manage training, right? right. Like you're not going to train for 75 days and then take two weeks off. You're going to train for four or five days and then take one or two days off. Right. Like that's a way better way of looking at it. And I also like to think about recovery and rest as an active state too. And so similar in, in that space, like non-productive time should be an active state. Right. And so like it's not... Rest days means that you are no longer a lifter. Right. It means that you're trying to recover faster because the faster and better you recover, the more you can do when you get back to the training. Right. right? And it's the same with nonproductive time. The better you are at plugging into your nonproductive time, the better you're going to be at getting into your flow state later. Right. And the better you're going to be at not putting yourself into that shithole by being like, Burnt out and stressed out and distracted and unmotivated, right? Right. So, like, these two things, they, they actually, like, are symbiotic in a way that we don't recognize because we come from this hustle culture that pushes us constantly.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, what I'm hearing in there is, like, we are basically, like, culturally at a, a hard 75 where... Right. Like, being over... But it never ends, especially we're... for women. Right. Like, we're being overworked and being busy and being the hardest hustler out there is like a status symbol right is like a symbol of i'm important and i matter right um but like there is no end right what's what's the end game on that right of like work all the time with no with like either no recovery right. right i think about it i like i really like the the training parallel right like you have you have training like of productive of productive work you have like i really think of like um non-productive time I like to have like active recovery where I'm like actively working on down regulating and reducing stress which for me is often training or hiking or something right where I'm physically moving forward at, right and then and then there's like passive recovery right? right like which is you know sitting and listening to a book I mean or or, or reading sleeping. sleeping yeah um you know sitting in the garden right like much more so and like it takes you know like any like as you said like any good athlete would know that it isn't just about the the on time right it's also it's like the the different tempos within that and like right. mixing them in a way that feels that that feels good and, and leads to what you want
1: right 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 so,
0: I could go down like a whole thing about how like uh hard 75 is like capitalist and constantly being exhausted is a desirable state for consumerism and blah 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 oh but,
1: fuck I really want to understand what you no I need to understand 75 hard is capitalist go
0: okay so like if you are constantly, constantly going and with like, uh, if the only measure of worth is productive time, right, and there's um, intentionally a, a scarcity of non-productive time, um, then you're, then you lead to a society of of constant uh, scarcity of feeling good, right, and then when you, what do you do when you don't feel good?
1: You buy. You buy things, right? Right. You, you
0: purchase. You find the thing that's gonna get you 10 more minutes, that's gonna make dinner 15 seconds faster. Right. This new gadget, this new thing that's gonna help you recover recover better in your life to feel better. Right. Well, if you just don't operate from the fundamental premise of every single waking moment of my life should be filled with as much productive time as possible, Right. then your need for shit right. goes way down.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a trip when you realize that and you realize that the things that bring you the most joy and most recovery and most recharge uh, are non-monetary <laughs>
0: yeah ain't things.
1: right yeah. exactly 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 thank you that's fucking insight i hadn't really thought about oh, i really really like that
0: cool uh the other thing i like wanted to talk about in this in self-care side is like something that's outside of external stimulus right right like something where the the start to finish of the process is like Contained and known ahead of time, right? Like right. you're going to be making what what you mentioned. Like there's forward progress, there's momentum within it, right? Um, but it isn't going to be impeded or bolstered by something from the outside,
1: right? Say more.
0: That like it is entirely. It is like you know you have a co- maybe you got a coach, maybe you there's people you train with, maybe you got a program, you know all these things. But like you kind of have those things, and then like the what you bring into it is is your effort and energy. Um, and it's, you know, um, it's, you can look at your program ahead of time. Be like, this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I I need to prepare for. These are like the known stresses of the thing. And like, it doesn't matter what, um, emails come into your inbox in that time. It doesn't matter, you know, barring something really, really bad. It doesn't matter what's going on in the news for that hour or two hours. It's like,
1: I mean, you shouldn't be checking your email and you shouldn't be looking at the news, right? just saying there's there's also that break that should exist which is like get off your phone
0: (laughs) put your damn phone away yeah yeah and so like that space of vacuum from from Mm -hmm. that which is not just stagnant vacuum right which is also where you can progress um personally you can um learn things about yourself it's like this deep reflective practice that also has Um, some forward direction to it personally it's like this um um self-focused progress right outside of this all the other machinations of the world
1: right right and i love that you touched on that point too because like the other thing that i think is really important is having goals that are entirely yours Mm. right like A lot of people have goals uh, that are financial and that usually has to do with other things. You want something else. You want to support your family. You want to support something. You want to get something. It's like here meets here, right? right? And like with training, it's not a goal that has anything to do with anyone else, right? It is just you and your own physical self and your own capabilities, pushing your own comfort and your own boundaries, doing things that are scary, but predictably scary, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that having those personal goals is really, really important because uh, when when work sucks and your partner's being a dick and your car broke a little bit, don't look offended. I'm just making examples. Um, you can come back to... The, the thing that you you can do well you know you can do well right. and you know you can make forward progress on and and there have been points in my life where I leaned on that really heavily right. where life felt really hard and really bad but at least I could go in and I could get that one uh uh, that that progressive overload right like i could go in and i could get five pounds heavier on my deadlift i could go in and i could get a little bit better at this thing right and this thing that is entirely for me right and i think uh focusing on ourselves exclusively can sometimes be incredibly therapeutic
0: right and it's it's like it's i think it's there's a lot of like uh, hang-ups that are applied to people so when you say something like i want to i want to do something just for me right there's like Sometimes it can be all kinds of shit Heaped on that Totally And it's so important Totally And it's so, so important Because, like, what you get Like, what I get out of that And I'll speak for myself here uh, Is that, like, you it's, It's, like, this radical level of ownership, right? Like, and it's outside of any sort of Anything else, right? Like, whatever happens And whatever progress and goals I set for myself and achieve Like, There are people. If you go back to our teamwork episode, there's a lot of people that are involved in that. But like, at some level, it's yours, right? It's yours. And like, it also, you know, you can define it any sort of way, right? It doesn't have to be how you look or how much weight you move or this, that, or the other.
1: So I'm really fucking glad that you went in this direction because I think that this is really important. And like, we talk about like being in our physical selves and being in our bodies and stuff like that. But like. Um I was I took note today because I I had an intake today and she was like oh no mirrors and this is something that like people have said to me about my gym a lot mm-hmm. is like there's a conspicuous lack of mirrors. Right. Um, and like the mirrors that are around like are kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the reason is that it's not it's not a place where like like you can flex in the mirror and I love you feeling great in your skin. And I love you loving what you look like. And I love selfies. And of course, promoting the gym through selfies always makes me happy as a business owner. But like, right. um. There's something incredibly refreshing about being in a place where you're not necessarily self-reflective. You're just Mm. forward-progressing. I don't want to gender it, but there's like more focus still in our culture on what women look like. And it can be really nice to be in a place where you're never thinking about what you look like. You're thinking about what you can do. Exclusively what you can do. Now, that becomes a fucking double-edged sword when you have pain. Right. Right. But like for the most part uh, we come in and we get to be in our bodies and 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 we get to take a break from whatever self-hatred we have about pants not fitting or not looking good in that one picture you're tagged on Facebook or whatever the fuck it is. We can come in and we can be exclusively focused on what our bodies do for us. Right. And like how good it is to make uh, forward momentum and forward progress in that space. Wow.
0: Yeah. I love that. And like that feeling of like if I feel better in my body, it benefits nobody else. Like, I think it, like, it, it might not benefit anybody else. Right. But, like, I get that. And right. Like, I get that from training.
1: Right. But, like, it's funny because, like, as a coach, one of the things that, like, I feel really passionately about and is a lot of why I do what I do is that, yeah, it doesn't benefit anybody else. It is in, in, in its uh, grand scale, a selfish goal to like try to snatch more or to, to just take space out of the day to be nonproductive for yourself, whatever. Um, but it isn't because what it does is it makes you a happier person you're going to be nicer to that person at the grocery store who's kind of a dick right. and you're not going to blow up at them because you had a chance to end that stress cycle right. to do that therapy within your own head and like to be outside of this, the stressors of your life. It makes you a grittier person. Right. Um, a lot of times, especially if you lift in the morning, you can be like, well, nothing's going to be as hard as that. Right. And so everything else for the rest of the day feels a little bit easier. And so you bring that relaxed, happy, better self into the other parts of your life and into your other decisions which might mean that you're making better decisions in your life. It also might mean that you're a better person to the people around you and that's a better thing in the world. And so like not to like get too grandiose about like what training brings you. I really think that it makes stronger, grittier people which make the world a happier, better place.
0: Yeah, I could not possibly agree more. Like you, you get to show up the way that, you know, like the ideal way that you would like to, more, right? More often, right? I mean, not like it's some panacea and no. it cures everything, but like more often than not, if you're not walking around carrying stress and you've taken some time, like you can be tougher and grittier and show up for people in the way that you want to, like, right? Fucking, that's a that's a good thing for everybody, right? And like then maybe you know then it's like your self care needs become a little bit less, right? Right? It's like because you're living a life that you like more often.
1: Right. And like, it's also worth noting that like, because of, because of fitness, I was able to access the things that recharge me the most. Mm -hmm. If, if I didn't squat a bunch and I didn't run a bunch and, and heal myself of um, respiratory disorders that I had, I wouldn't have access to nature the way that I do. And I wouldn't have access to the activities that I do that none of them are capitalist. Right. Right. Aside from the fact that I would really like a new mountain bike, (laughs) um, like, and and sometimes you got to buy better shoes to like walk around in nature. Right. For the most part, when you're walking, running, biking, being in nature, um, gardening, even like these these activities that are like generally physical, and for me, are the other forms of self care that I incorporate in my life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. um, They are non. they are uh, they're not adding to the to the like system of economy and scale and industry right right they are just they're just chill and and i wouldn't have access to that if i didn't dig into the first part
0: right wow i is that like i think that's a pretty good wrap up on this sure episode.
1: i'm happy about that i love that do you want to talk about snackies I one, do, snacks. one wrap
0: snacks uh i'm gonna talk about salsa uh talk about pico de gallo
1: okay with little mangoes in
0: it with some little mangoes in it so um this is you know this is about as simple as a recipe could possibly get you got some tomatoes you got some onions you got some cilantro we we'll have been throwing some mango in there and that's yep. bumping salt lime you're good to go yep uh if you want to kick up some spice you can throw a jalapeno in there
1: but not if you're eating it with me not if you You get with- fucked out <laughs> of spicy things like every single day
0: um and i just mentioned it because it's like I think that um, that if you're at all like me, um, eating vegetables, and all I can attest to this is like not usually where my first <laughs> where I'm gonna go to. So like, you know, in terms of like, if I can make one thing and we have some salsa, I can throw it on this, throw it on that, and throw it in a in some meal prep and and whatever, like that's uh, gonna feel good and I'm going to enjoy it and like it's so straightforward to make um and like I just get joy out of that in multiple levels um and you know I feel like a lot of times I've been mentioning like uh crinkly packaged things mm-hmm. on one our snacks I wanted to have something that like I'm not going to tell you where to get tomatoes get tomatoes wherever the fuck you get tomatoes like
1: uh you can grow tomatoes you can grow tomatoes you can grow onions you can grow onions you can grow cilantro fact uh, if you live in a place where you can grow mangoes, I'm jealous.
0: Yeah, send some mangoes our way. Send
1: some mangoes <laughs> our way. Um, but you can you can grow a lot of it, too, and that's been something that I've been really enjoying about the soles that you've been making, is, like, we had one that was... Our tomatoes and everything else didn't line up. Right. So our tomatoes are about to be in full fucking swing, but right. our cilantro is probably not gonna be around probably by that time. Denzel. Um and that's just the way of seasons. Um and that's actually something that I love. But like we had onions from the garden and we had cilantro from the garden and that like felt really good. Like we grew a part of what we ate every single day. Yeah. And then we had zucchinis and other things that we put in the frittata that we put the salsa on. Right. So like, I don't know, that's really cool. And hopefully this year we'll have corn.
0: Corn would be oh god, it's me. Yeah. It's grown so fast. It's
1: grown so fast. Um, Do you want to talk about the other one you are you going to skip it? I'm just going to I, use it next year. I'm gonna, next year. Next, I'm going to hang I'm on talking. for
0: one calendar year. <laughs> so let's lock back in. Turn on our podcast video. We'll probably End of gonna,
1: July, 2022.
0: 2022. We're probably going to be like holograms in your living room. And oh God, I hope never. Okay. Anyway.
1: That would be so uncomfortable. It would
0: be the worst. Um, um,
1: okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, my. So we had a pizza battle.
0: We had a pizza battle. Epic. Um,
1: we had a pizza battle because uh, one of my athletes and friends who's fucking awesome brought a baggie of a... Uh, the company's called Happy Little Plants. Um, and they recently got bought by Hormel, which is like, to me, it's a double-edged sword. And, and a lot of people feel a lot of ways about this, so like, please don't hate me. Um, as a small business owner, it totally sucks when like Tyson does the same thing you're doing. Because right. like, there's just no... It's not no chance, but there's very little chance you're gonna win that in terms of distribution and marketing and everything else. The right. budgets are really, really wild. But um, sometimes it's really, really good because in the in the grand scheme, what are we trying to do with a lot of plant-based uh, uh, companies? They have a mission and the mission is to get better plant-based products to more people. Right. And these big companies are, are doing that. So it's a little from column A, a little from column B in terms of good and bad in both camps, right? Um, But we happened to get this, and at the same time, we had uh, recently gotten an order from Herbiferous Butcher out of uh, Minneapolis, which is like a vegan butcher shop that ships meat and cheese and other products. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're international. Then we had pepperoni that uh, was sent to me by one of my athletes who has a company called Born From Pain. Um, which I just love as a as a name for so many reasons. Such a Hardcore good name. reference, pun.
0: Crazy. Fucking so
1: good. Yeah. Um, so we have a trade where he sends me Satan, and it's like one of my favorite moments of every single week when it comes, especially when they have these little rolls. Anyways, oh God. the rolls are so, so good. good. Um, and uh, so uh, we had. Our fourth one was uh, Sweet Earth, which is just simply a company that yeah. you can get in the store. Um, I get it at Whole Foods, but I don't shop at a lot of other stores. Right. Um, so, like, I think it's at Safeway. I think it's at other places. Anyway, the pepperoni, I haven't seen very um, often. Right. And so I we just happened to have them all at the same time. And so we decided to have a pizza battle. Yes. Um, and uh, we wanted to te- make a pizza for each pepperoni and try them all and see which one was best. Right. Um, now... Unfortunately, what ended up happening was the winner was not necessarily what I would have preferred. Right. And that was the biggest, most corporate one. Right. But it's worth noting that the other ones were fucking amazing. Yeah, they're all really. really good. Um, so those those four pepperonis, like check them out in terms of spice level. If you're a spice baby, Born uh-huh. from Pain's gonna be the most, sweet yeah. earth is gonna be the next one, herbiferous is gonna be the next one down, and then the um happy little plants one. It tasted like pepperonias and it's got a little kick, but honestly, it was mostly salt and whatever makes pepperoni taste like pepperoni
0: yeah cr- salt and crunch was like
1: salt and crunch yeah it did the little crunchy thing on the edge which yeah. was like a, a big factor um so like those those were really really good and shout out to those in terms of i guess four rep snacks um <laughs> which goes along with my programming style yeah. uh but i also wanted to like say a quick note about how we did it so yeah. we had three different kinds of pizzas that we made and you and I have different goals in, tor- in terms of caloric intake. Um, and so a lot of times when we're eating food that's more fun to eat with friends, that's not like the standard meal prep food, we struggle with things like how do we get our macros the way that we want it to be when, when somebody else next to you is is totally different in terms of their goals so now we're talking about two different fitness people most of the time what you're talking about is people who have no goals whatsoever yeah they're just slamming some pizza and having a good old time and all of a sudden you're this fitness person with goals and macros and all these things that nobody right. cares about and you're trying to drop into this so um for yours do you want to talk about yours yeah.
0: i mean i made what would you consider just a good old-fashioned yeah, pan, pe- pan pizza. Pan pizza. Put some dough in a thing, and put some put some toppings on it, and and go to work. I'm like trying to eat every single calorie possible. Yes. All the time. Um,
1: so we got we got dough from Trader Joe's. we can buy the pre. Uh, made uh dough balls right um sorry laura um and dad and everybody i've ever worked with anyways oh no
0: yes yeah, sorry <laughs> pizza sorry everybody
1: um i did used to be a baker i swear to god but we had pizza battle in exactly 60 minutes so right we had to go um uh smash that into a quarter sheet pan yep. with some oil on the bottom i think he put some cornstarch on the bottom it made it pretty crunchy and nice. I never tried that before. Oh that's yeah, hella good. Um, and then sauce and all the pizza toppings. So yeah. we generally had the similar pizza toppings. I had a little bit less cheese. I don't really love cheese.
0: Yeah, went no time. But yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much just a straightforward pan pizza.
1: Right, pizza. Um, and then I had two different kinds of pizza. So one that's my favorite one because it is so fucking easy is a low carb tortilla with pizza toppings. That's it. Um, Make sure to spray the pan that you're like the sheet pan that you're going to put in the oven or wherever you're putting it um, a little bit because the tortilla will stick and you don't want that. It'll just. Rip a big hole in your pizza. And that sucks. Uh, um, and uh, and then I had a portobello mushroom as my base. So I had two portobello mushrooms as two different bases. And then I had one low-carb pizza that I split in half in terms of my pepperoni choices. Um, and Sweet. so uh, so that's kind of like a easy uh, pizza hack, right? Yeah. So we've got our more nutrient-dense one, which is using an actual um mushroom as your base and then topping it with you know we had combo stuff sausage from upton's shout out to upton's they're really really good um and then the pepperoni and then the bell peppers and onions olives sauce cheese um and i sprinkled mine with some some garlic so it got all toasty on top
0: um
1: so that's going to be your most nutrient dense one uh and the low carb one um you just choose a low carb option they're usually titled as carb smart or high fiber or fuck marketing gimmick right, they've got right. today um and then you just top it exactly the same as you would and yep. so that's your more processed version right. um so that's like stepping it up in terms of like uh uh the amount of calories you're included and including and then you're stepping up, up even more when you go with just straight up dough <laughs> just dough, just
0: yeah. and however you get it trader joe's easy yep there's a lot of people that make great pizza dough yep you can make it yourself. Yep. There you go.
1: Um, and uh because we've got a lot of listeners who are not already plant based, um, we used the Violife. That was actually the first time I've tried it. It wasn't my favorite. Um, other Violife prep products have been my favorite, so I was expecting more of it. Um, but it had really good macros, which should have been my first tip <laughs> that it was not going so good with the cheese front. Right. Um, but their Parmesan and their gouda is really fucking incredible. Um, my favorite mozzarella's are Miyoko's, which is just knocks it out of the park with literally everything thing that she's ever put out honestly um friend of mine fucking awesome human as well um and follow your heart follow your heart is uh the first in the game so if you were uh, a vegan but i'm no longer vegan and that was somewhere in the 90s or early 2000s you remember the block of plastic bullshit that we used to call cheese um that was follow your heart i swear to god they have turned into a totally (laughs) different thing and somehow managed to pivot within an industry which is a really hard thing to do Um, and last the ages and their mozzarella is really, really good too. So Miyoko's is a little bit more on the pricey end. Um, but it's also a little bit less produced. Um, follow your heart is a little bit cheaper. Um, lasts a little bit longer in the fridge, but is a little bit more produced. Um, so battle of the pizzas kind of took a lot of time there, but media corner. corner,
0: media corner, um, mine this week. And I think maybe you'll hop in here with me is Atlanta Monster.
1: Oh no no, it's definitely it's definitely I'm jump I'm jumping in. Okay, so okay. I need to say from the get go that anybody who's heard me talk about this show, I love memory because it is so flawed and so strange. And I remembered this being like a long Yeah. A long podcast. Like to the tune of like more than forty episodes.
0: I do remember you citing something along the something in order of 70 episodes when we were hiking? I think
1: I coded 60. Okay, that's seems... I cool. was like, because I was like, I remember it being more than 40, and right. I remember it being really long, so let's call it 60. Right. Right? Like, and I remember that so clearly. Right. And it is totally untrue. It's 12? No, it's two seasons, right?
0: Is it? Oh, shit, am I not done? I that mean, really, my really... fucking
1: memory of this is clearly not reliable. There's also, so, like... Do you think you're done?
0: I think I'm done, but I, maybe I'm not. I don't know. Okay, we don't
1: need to do this on the podcast. So, uh, anyways, Atlanta Monster uh, is an incredible podcast.
0: Yeah, it's really, really good. Also, there's an incredible meta meta aspect to this, which is it's a, it's a podcast about, uh, I mean, there's no spoilers here. It's the Wayne Williams uh, and the Atlanta child murders. Right. Um, Wayne William Williams case, um, and featured heavily is the fallibility of memory and various accounts of
1: oh, people. Oh, money. Mis- Fuck! I didn't even think about that. Right. So okay, I like that. Yeah. I, I should have acted like I did that on purpose, but I didn't.
0: Wow! I really thought you did. I was like, wow! that's a great setup. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's um, anyway that's features heavily in the, in the in the throughout the whole podcast is. Uh, shifting memories and shifting narratives and slightly changing stories and are people lying or is it just that we don't remember things that clearly?
1: Well, especially him, right? Right. But like, as in in legal cases, you've got this back and forth of who's correct and I, it's so flawed on all ends memory right. is so flawed on all ends so like really nobody is correct because every time you remember a memory or every time you remember an event you're actually remembering the memory of that event right so every time you remember it you're basically playing telephone with yourself right and so like there's no way that anybody could be correct unless it's empirical evidence
0: right right, right. i mean and even that has is fraught with interpretation and what you choose to highlight and magnify and string together as the key pieces of the case.
1: But you're really forced into that with this case.
0: Yeah. Like like,
1: really, really forced into it with it. Everyone witnesses, you know, but specifically Wayne Williams. Right. Like what he highlights, what he doesn't highlight, what he dodges, what he doesn't dodge. Right. And like what is actually true.
0: Right. And it's like, it's just, it's one of those ones that's like I think the podcast is so well done because it just leaves you begging for, like, will someone, like, you're just like, will someone please tell this story from start to finish? Right. And I think, um, Payne, Lindsay. Yeah. Um, it's insane. There's a scene in the, in the podcast where it's like Wayne, Payne, and Dwayne. Yes. Are all in a room and you're like, oh The my. Wayne,
1: Payne, and Dwayne Dr- is, is a weird moment in the, in the podcast. And yeah. it's funny that they recognize that.
0: Yeah. They're like, I only really want to talk to Payne and Dwayne. Um, <laughs> that's from Wayne. Uh, yes, but like, I think, uh, Payne Lindsay and everyone involved in the podcast does an incredible job of like, uh, of layering those stories in a way that like you get a fuller image and you like, you know, you kind of fill in these gaps. And, but it like, it just begs for this: like, where is the through line of what in the fuck actually happened?
1: Right, what in the fuck actually happened?
0: And I really like that, you know, there's no hand holding. There's no like, and we're gonna wrap this in a neat little bow
1: well it's it's more like you're in you're like riding shotgun to the story
0: totally. Yeah, yeah. do you want to say a little bit more about that?
1: Like how the story unfolds as you experience it? Yeah. the story unfolds as you experience well, it <laughs> like you experience it with a podcaster, which I think is really important in in the in the narrative of the story
0: right like in the sense that like he does not know. Where the story is going, no. what he going to be investigating. No, there isn't uh, a it's, predetermined. It's
1: literally evolving and and unfolding as as he's moving through it.
0: Right, which is makes her just really really compelling listening.
1: Oh my god, yeah, and like there's nothing you want to do more than like listen to the next episode. One hundred percent. Yeah, no, fucking incredible. Um, and I love the the linear form of podcast actually. Just just like as a tangent, like okay. because what it does is it it allows for for a story to expand and grow with no boundaries. Right. Right? Like, he's just bobbing and weaving. and yeah. And it's and it's not, it doesn't require an editor or a publisher or anybody to, like, keep it within bounds. Right. There is no bound. And, like, so as a result, you get this, like, incredible media where you're riding shotgun to an actively unfolding story that was a cold case.
0: Right. Right. And you get, like, this kind of, like, certain parts of it, like, I imagine, like, s- swell, out to here like we're gonna go look into fibers and and right and like learn a lot about that and i love 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 how how he how on atlanta monster they incorporate uh audio and testimony yeah the
1: voices from the people
0: yeah like let let people speak for themselves yeah and you know it just without a whole lot without like really heavy-handed interpretation right right there isn't like, and that's what this means in the context of the case. It's like, that's one thing, and which led us to, and like, it kind of just takes you to the next thing. Right. Um. So like these, I imagine like you have these like islands of stories. Right. And then you're just kind of like riding shotgun as you say, yeah. like maneuvering between them, and it's right. like, what what landscape of a story do we just explore? Right. At the you know so.
1: Yeah. Um. A <clears throat> uh, trigger warning. Uh. It is. It is about. Uh. A, a different time about gnarly racism and what could result from that i don't want to spoil anything right um and uh the murder of uh, children uh sometimes talked about in fairly graphic detail so yeah. if you're not like a true crime person um sorry about the last five minutes of your life it is a really good story and we love it and we love it
0: <laughs> if you're not a big fan of true crime and that sort of stuff it's going to bother you this is probably this is definitely yeah, in the like skip just, category. Yeah, like just
1: just to have enjoyed our description and move forward without listening to that. But if you're into true crime, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So where can people find you?
0: Uh, people can find me on Instagram at uh, Wilbur X Resilient, and you can get in touch with me there if you're interested in uh one-on-one or summer private training, um, or if you have, uh, you know, a specifically a youth athlete that's looking to. Uh, increase their overall athleticism um, for for sport uh, that's that's like but Jamie Jam and uh, also if you want to reach out to me about remote training um, if you don't live in the uh, Bay Area if Oakland is a trek for you uh, you can check out remote training offering programs in football baseball and basketball sure, yeah sure, yeah
1: Um, so I currently don't have space for one-on-one athletes. Um, I might actually hear coming up. So we'll see if you want to train at the resilient strength in Oakland. Um, we now have a really easy way to do that. Um, so you created it. Now, when you click on the website, you don't have to do intakes. You don't have to do walkthroughs. You don't have to schedule with me. You sign up and you have access immediately. So that's a really fun thing that I'm excited to offer. Oh yeah. Um, because, like, I realized that I wouldn't have done an intake, which is funny. Uh-huh. Like, I would be like, no, I don't want to have to meet somebody who's, like, some stranger so I can train at their gym. Like, I'll just figure out a place that'll give me a barbell. Right. Um, so if you're weird and elusive like me, too, you probably <laughs> like it. You're going to fit right. <laughs> um, and uh, we have, you know, t- if you want to sign up for remote training, you can sign up with me currently with power building and uh, shifter carts. And uh, more is going to be added really, really soon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about uh, releasing a, a pain series. Yeah. So, I'm... like, that's something I'm really pumped on. If you're interested in that, please uh, shoot me a DM. Or if you know me personally, text me or let me know. Because I'm trying to find the best thing to serve y'all, essentially. Hell yeah. Um, and then if you want to get a hold of me, it's the strength at gmail.com. And mm-hmm. uh, it's resilientstrength.com thought life which is like the coolest fucking website i'm like so stoked that i got that right um all right anyway thanks y'all
0: thanks